Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. All right. What's up, church? Come on. Are you doing good this morning? It's good to see you here. We've got the ladies retreat coming up this coming Saturday, and I know all the ladies are excited about that. My wife is excited about that, and uh, you're going to be blessed. And so if you we've had quite a few ladies that have registered. If you have not registered for that and you're planning to attend, and I would encourage you to attend. It's going to be from 9 to 3, and uh, man, it's going, to be, it's going to be an incredible time. We have a guest speaker coming in that's going to be speaking during two of the sessions. We're going to have a time of worship. Amanda's going to be speaking one of the sessions. Uh, lunch is provided, all of that for that $35 cost. And so get registered. You can go on the Church Center app, or you can go on the website, yourimpactchurch.com. And then click on the ladies tab and you'll find the registration there as well. Uh, it's real simple to do that. So we encourage you to do that. And I want to hit on this, not as much time today because we talked about it last week, but um, in a seat close to you or somewhere around, some of you took these with you. Uh, we had some that were turned in last week already, but there is a, uh, there should be a card that'll say um, dream, think, see beyond. I see one sitting right here in this front seat. And what we're asking you to do is to prayerfully consider how you can uh, be a part as as a part of this body of believers. And what we have said um, after talking with the elders and praying about it, and and uh, we feel like the Lord is going to our new facility, we feel like the Lord is going to pay that off completely by the end of next year. And so in 15 months' time, God's going to do a miracle, and we believe it. And uh, we already have, I told you last week, we already have about $240,000 that is going toward that. And so that's a huge blessing based on your giving and your generosity and and what's been given toward that already. Uh, we are still looking for approximately, we think it's going to be somewhere around 500000 uh, So we're about a third of the way there to be able to have that paid in full. And what, what a blessing it would be for, uh, for all of your giving and higher percentages of your giving to be able to go not toward a building payment or not toward renting this facility or this building or anything like that, but to be able to go into ministry in the community and uh, around the world. And so we believe that God's going to do it, and we're asking you to partner with the church and and just pray and ask the Holy Spirit. This is this is all you can do. It's all we're asking you to do is to say, hey, Holy Spirit, what would you have me do? Above what I tithe or what my normal giving is, would you have me give $25 a month for the next 15 months or $100 a month for the next 15 months to be able to see that? And we believe together as we uh, join together as the body of Christ, as this community of believers, that God's going to do a miracle and, and, and we're going to uh, we're going to be talking about, come on, on Vision Sunday 2022, we're going to be talking about a paid-off facility, and uh, maybe even before then, so we'll just see what God does. But we're excited about that, and I want to let you know, no amount is insignificant. So listen, if, the whole, if you feel like, man, where our finances are at right now, we can do $5 a month, but we want to be a part. Listen. Do what the Lord tells you to do. If, if $5 is what he says, hey, I know that you know it, things are kind of tight right now or whatever, but hey, would you give $5 a month toward this? Listen, don't feel like, well, my $5, my $5 is not going to matter. No, when you are obedient, that's what matters. It's not the amount. It's about your obedience. When we're all obedient, then God takes care of everything. 
if we'll just all be obedient as to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, then God is going to take care of his church. God is going to take care of this body. God's going to take care of that facility. It's all going to be taken care of. But man, we just have this vision of seeing that thing paid for in full, and it would just be incredible to see that. And one last thing before we get into the message today that uh, we're excited about, a new feature on your app. So if you have the Church Center app, if you don't have the Church Center app, I would, I would highly encourage you to get it. Uh, now you'll be able to get the message notes each week. You can follow along and have all the message notes and the scriptures and all that in that app. And so when you open up the app, you can click on more at the bottom and it'll pull up a tab that says message notes. And if you click on that, it'll have the series that we're in, the title, the scriptures that we're going to be reading through. Uh, it'll have all of those things for you. And so uh, if you want to copy and paste that and put it in a note, if you want to save it for later, you can do all of that. And so instead of having to go to multiple apps, you can get that in the same app. And that's the same place where you'll be able to go back and watch the message again if you wanted to do that as well. So wanted to tell you about that so you can have access to that if that is your thing. So we are currently in a series that we have called Ghost Stories, and it's truth about the Holy Spirit. And we are, uh, I believe we're going to finish this series up next Sunday with a message that I'm excited about and I believe will be a benefit to you. And I think we're all going to learn and grow together in a big way next week as well. But uh, just to, to, to kind of catch us up to speed, we've been learning about who the Holy Spirit is, what He does in us and through us, why He came and all those things because they're very important things, and we're going to get into that in just a moment as to why they're very important. And we've been reading the, this verse or these verses every single week as to why it's so important. We need to understand who the Holy Spirit is and what he's doing in us and through us in this way. And we talked about in week one the promise and power. We talked about in week two keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. Last week we talked about uh, the title of the message was I'm Here to Help, and we talked about how the Holy Spirit is who satisfies our thirst. He's who reveals truth to us, and he's our helper who is never going to leave. And so it's important for you to know these things. If you've missed any of the messages, I, I strongly encourage you to go back on the app. You can watch them on there, or you can go on the podcast, and you can just get the audio if you want to listen to it while you're driving down the road or while you're working out or, or uh, at work or whatever it is. You can do that as well. So today for part four of our series, I've titled this message, Fruit Production. Fruit production. And I think this is going to be a blessing to you. Um, I, I really feel like all of these messages have been good news, but today uh, is really, really good news. And so I want to talk to you about fruit production for just a few moments in part four of our series where we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And I want us to look again at our theme verse. And this is the reason why it's so important for us to know who the Holy Spirit is, to know about him and what it is that he desires to do in our life. It's John 16 verses 5 through 7, Jesus says, but now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you. Somebody say best for you. It is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Jesus himself said, it is better for you that I go back to heaven because I can send the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus said it's better that I leave so that the Holy Spirit can come, we need to know who the Holy Spirit is and what he's all about and what he's doing in our lives and what he produces and what he's working in us and through us. It's so, so vitally important. And so today we're going to talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And to do that, 
uh, I'm going to just give you two points today. Normally I give you three, sometimes it's five, but today it's just two. We're going to talk about two things uh, that have to deal with the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life that I think are going to help you today um, and about and, and what God's Word says about this area of our lives. So here's point number one if you're taking notes or if you're on the app. It's simply this, that fruit is based on identity. Fruit is based on identity. You need to get this, and we're going to spend quite a few, quite a few moments on this, that fruit is based on identity. We read these verses a couple of weeks ago uh, as we were talking about an entire passage, but I want to go back to these specific verses. It's about four or five verses again today, and I want to show you a couple of things that are important for you to know, and it's in Galatians are clear. Being sexually unfaithful, not being pure, taking part in sexual sins, worshiping gods, doing witchcraft, hating, making trouble, being jealous, being angry, being selfish, making people angry with each other, causing divisions among people, feeling envy, being drunk, having wild and wasteful parties, and doing other things like these. Come on, how many of you want to be around a person like that? I mean, like, you go through this list and you're like, there's my friend. Sign me up right there. That's what I want in my life, right? That's the kind of friend I want to be to somebody else, right? He goes on, he says, I warn you now, as I warned you before, those who do these things will not inherit God's kingdom. But the Spirit produces the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law that says these things are wrong. The first thing that I want you to notice is that the first list, and so if we were going to break down these verses into two different segments, the first list in verses 19, 20, and 21 are things, and it's talking about sinful things, it's talking about your flesh. So if we were to go back and read before, if you remember from a couple weeks ago, are you living by the flesh or are you living by the spirit? Are you following the flesh and your old nature, or are you living and following your new nature and the spirit? And so these three verses talk about things that the flesh does. Everybody say the word does. And some translations even say that these are works of the flesh. So you can read this in, in many translations like here's what, your, here's what the works of the flesh are. Here's what the flesh does. Here are things that if you are following the flesh, you will do, that your old nature will do these are works and things that you do they're works in other words when we are living our life based on what our flesh wants then we will pursue and do these things we will seek out these things come on have you ever noticed that you have to work let's just go just pick out some of these things in these three verses that that Paul wrote to the to the Galatians have you ever noticed and i know that it's going to get real quiet for a few moments but you have to work at committing sexual sin in your life. Oh, we're going we're gonna to be real in church for just a few moments. <laughs> you have to work and do some things and organize some things and try, like you, it's work. You have to, you have to put forth some effort in this area. You have to work at hiding your sinfulness. You have to choose to lash out in anger. 
Like, it's a work. It's something that you do. It's like, well, I'm not living by self-control. I choose to lash out in anger. When I get aggravated, when I get frustrated, I'm going to lash out in anger. You have to work at causing division. <laughs> How many of you have just been living life, just going about, and you're just causing division, not even meaning to? It's just everywhere I go, just division. Division. It doesn't happen that way. You don't just walk into a room and cause division. You have to work at causing division. It's a work of the flesh. When you are walking according to the flesh, some of the works that will come out of you is that there will be causing of division. It doesn't just transpire. You have to work at it. In your own effort, you have to work at these things. And we could go through the list, but for the sake of time, I'm not going to go through every single one of them. But when you think about these things, you know, like getting drunk and all of these different things that are in here, like, it's work. It's work. I'm having to put forth all of this effort. I'm having to do something. These are works of the flesh that you will do when you are living your life according to your old nature. I think this is this is why some people are finally relieved when their sin is discovered. <laughs> some of y'all like say, what? This is why... <laughs> This is why some of some of you, some of us, whenever your sin is discovered, you're like, whoo, like, I don't like it, but it is a relief because it was so much work to hide that and do that and figure this out and try to orchestrate this and organize that. Like, it is work. When you are living according to your sinful nature, the enemy's like, wouldn't you like to do that? Yeah, all right, let's work on it. Let's work at it. Let's organize this. Let's put this over here. Let's, let's, you have to work at these things. The second thing that I want you to notice about these five verses that we read is that the second list that we see in these verses are things that are produced. It's not things that you do. It's things that are produced. So the first list is if I'm living according to my sinful nature, I will do these things. These will be works that will come out of me. I will work at this. But the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces, it is produced. The second list is not things that, that we are striving for and trying to make happen. They are things that are produced. You don't have to strive after the fruit of the Spirit. These are things that are based on who we are in Christ. They are produced based on your identity. Somebody needs to get this today. They are things that are produced in your life based on who you are. Not what you do, but simply who you are. You don't have to strive. You just have to remain in Christ and lean into what the Holy Spirit is working and producing in you. Come on, think about it for just a moment. Have you ever been striving to be loving? Can we just go through a few of these, the fruit of the Spirit, for a moment? You ever been striving to be loving? Like, oh, I just know I need to be loving, but I don't feel it. I'm just angry all the time. I know that I should be loving. And I should get my act together. You ever felt like the Lord was looking down on you and he was like, if you would just get your stuff together, we could do something through your life. Like, you're just striving to make it happen. I should be loving everybody, but oh, it's just so hard. I'm just working at it, and I don't feel like it all the time. And you're striving to make it happen. You're striving to be 
more loving. I know that I should be more loving to my spouse, but if they would just stop doing this or if they would stop doing that, then it would be easier for me to love them. How many of you know that's a work? If they would stop doing this or they would start doing that or they would quit doing this or they would close the cabinet doors or they would whatever the situation is for you, come on, somebody, then they would be easier to love. My wife does not do that, so don't take that and be like, oh, she must. If anybody leaves doors open, it's probably me. <laughs> but you've got those things, and you're like, well, I know that I'm supposed to be more loving, and I'm striving to love, but they're just making it really hard for me to love them. But it's a fruit of the Spirit, and I just know that I need to be loving. I need to be more loving, and I'm striving after it. Have you ever been striving to be joyful? Some of us for the last six months have been striving to be joyful. Well, I'm supposed to have joy, so I better get it together. I know I'm supposed, my life is supposed to look like this, so I better get it together. You ever get frustrated because you feel like circumstances are keeping you from being able to be joyful? <laughs> well, if my situation would change, then I would be joyful. Well, if my spouse would get it together, then I, <laughs> then I would be joyful. Well, if my job wasn't in limbo right now, I'm talking about, well, we don't know if we can bring you back, or we don't know if we're going to have to let you go, or we're gonna, then I could be joyful. And it's all, when you put it in that context, it's something that you are trying to do. And the Bible doesn't say, do these things. It says that these are the things that are produced based on who you are. You just need to realize who you are. You need to lean into who you are. Could it, could it be? That you're leaning into your own strength to try to produce something that you can't produce. Oh, if I could just produce, if I could just, if I could just do these things. And you're leaning into your own strength to try to produce something that only the Holy Spirit can produce. You were never intended to produce it. You ever been striving for peace, patience, been striving for kindness, and striving for goodness, and striving for faithfulness, and gentleness, and striving for self-control? And you're just trying to work so hard to make it happen. I'm supposed to live with self-control, so I better slap my hand and punish myself. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I better just feel, I need to condemn myself. I need to talk about how bad I am. I need to feel guilty about all this stuff. I need, like, I need to do all this stuff because I'm supposed to be living with self-control. And I'm striving after self-control. And I need to do some things that are more self-controlling. It's not based on what you do. If we could ever get a revelation that you could never do enough, that you could never be enough on your own, that you could never lean into enough of your own strength to be joyful all the time and to tap into this self-control that you're supposed to have. And a lot of us, we are striving after it. You keep doing what you know you shouldn't do and not doing what you know you should do. And could it be, again, that you're leaning into your own strength to try to produce something that you cannot produce you're you can't produce it the word of god never said and you will produce these things no these are the things that are produced by the holy spirit i love james chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 where it says temptation comes from what our own desires which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Where do sinful actions like the ones that are mentioned in Galatians 5, 19-21 come from? They come from leaning into ourselves. 
We are tempted when, by our own desires. When I lean into me, then I start to lean into what I want. When I lean into me, well, I just, apparently I'm never going to get there, and so I'm going to quit trying. Apparently I'm never going to really have joy, so I'm going to quit trying. Apparently I'm never going to have self-control, so I'll quit trying. You're leaning into yourself. And yourself, your own desires, your flesh will lead you down this path. It will, it will, they will entice you, drag you away, give birth to sinful actions. And when that begins to grow, it will give birth to death. And then you'll find yourself in a place that you never intended for you to be because you were leaning into you. Because you read something or you heard something or you thought something and you thought, well, if, this, if these are the things that I shouldn't be doing, these are the thou shalt nots. Come on, somebody. I shall not be doing these things, but I shall be doing these things. And so I'm going to work at trying to do these things. And the Bible didn't say to work at trying to do those things. It said get your identity right. Lean into who you are in Christ. And these things are produced in your life. Here's the great news about these qualities being called fruit and not works. You ever notice that? These are the things, these are the things that, that your flesh will do. This is, these are the things that your flesh does. These are the works of the flesh, but it doesn't call the fruit. It calls the, the second list fruit and not things that you do, not works. These, these aren't things that we're supposed to be striving for in our own strength. We just have to allow. Somebody say allow. We just have to allow the Holy Spirit to produce these things in us and out of us. We could say it this way. Do we have that next, that next saying that you could put up on the screen? We are not the producer of the fruit. The Holy Spirit is the producer of the fruit. If you don't get anything else that I say for the rest of the, the, the morning, you are not the producer of the fruit. The Holy Spirit is the producer of the fruit. If you keep trying to produce the fruit, you are going to be frustrated. If you keep trying to find joy, you're going to be frustrated. Can I tell you a secret? Joy and peace and patience and gentleness and kindness and faithfulness and love and all of these things, they're already in you. When you gave your life to Christ, they're in you. The whole you just need to lean in and allow him to produce them. You need to allow them to come out of you and for him to work these things in you and through your life. They're already in you. It's the fruit that the Holy Spirit is producing. You see, when I, when I think about this phrase that we are not the producer of the fruit, the Holy Spirit is the producer of the fruit, to me this sounds like a completely different posture in life. To me it sounds like a completely different stance in life. On one hand, if I'm trying to produce these things in my own strength, I'm stressed. I'm condemning. I'll condemn myself. I'll condemn those around me. I'll judge those around me because, because they're not, like, I can't produce the fruit, and so I'm frustrated, and I don't see the fruit in your life or whatever. And it's not about the things that we are doing that's going to produce the fruit. It's about who we're leaning into. It's about who we're allowing to operate inside of us because the fruit is already in there. So on the one hand, if I'm trying to produce these things in my own strength, come on, you find yourself in this, you're felt this way trying to do the right thing. Well, I'm stressed, I'm condemning, I'm frustrated, I'm irritable. Because I'm trying to produce something that I was never intended to produce, that I was just intended to allow to be produced in me. 
I can't get my life together. And then on the other hand, if I'm relying on the Holy Spirit's power in me to produce this fruit, I'm at peace, I'm forgiving, I'm confident. Do you notice the difference in life? Wouldn't wouldn't you love to, to be going through life allowing the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit in you and out of you and you walk through life and I'm confident in who I am in Christ. I'm confident in what God has done for me. I'm confident in what's coming out of me. I have joy that I cannot even explain. I have peace that I cannot even explain because I am leaning into, I'm not leaning into me, I'm leaning into Him. And because I gave my life to Him and He put the Holy Spirit inside of me and the Holy Spirit is my helper and He's never going to leave me, then He's going to produce this fruit in my life if I will allow Him to produce it. If I'll allow him to do it. (laughs) Some of y'all in the room today, you're like, well, that sounds too easy. Jesus did it all. (laughs) Like he came from heaven to earth, lived a perfect life, died for you, took your sin, took your shame, like provides healing for you. Like he has already done everything that needs to be done. We just need to know who we are. And if we will ever discover and walk in who we actually are, realize that, wow, I have the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead living inside of me, and He's producing these things in me. If I will lean into that, you know what's going to come out of me? Peace. You know what's going to come out of me? Joy. You know what's going to come out of me? Love. Like, well, how in the world can you love them so much? Like, they just get on my nerves all the time. I I don't know. I can't explain it. I just lean into the Holy Spirit, and just love comes out. Because it's not based on, fruit is not based on what I do. Fruit is based on who I am. It's who I am. If I'll switch my thinking from what I need to do to who I am, it'll change what I'm doing. We've got our focus on what we need to change in the doing. And we don't have a revelation of who we actually are and who's living on the inside of us. And the fruit that he's already producing in us, the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit is not based on anything other than who you are in Christ. John 15, verses 4 through 5. I love this, this whole chapter. I would encourage you to read this whole chapter. Jesus is walking with the disciples. And he, he's walking through apparently this, this area that was a great teaching moment. You ever been walking with your kids or something like that? And you're like, wow, this is a great teaching moment. And so Jesus is walking with the disciples. And this is what he says in John 15, verses 4 and 5. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen, maybe you need to say this with me. You are a branch. And a branch is not intended to produce fruit. You ever walk by a tree and you walk by a tree and you saw that tree just... You know, like the branches are just trying to like squeeze out fruit. It doesn't work that way. It produces fruit because of the type of tree that it is. It produces fruit based on the roots and the trunk of the tree. And so because of who it is, what it is, that's what comes out on the branches. It's about identity. It's not about striving. It's about identity. Fruit that the Bible describes as Produced from within, not from outward expression. It's not based on what you do. It's based on who you're connected to. I'm going to say that again. It's not based on what you do. It's based on who you're connected to. It's based on your identity. It's based on your relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit who is living inside of you. 
who is producing the fruit. I want to show you this picture just really quick before we move on to the next thing. Do we have that picture? This is, uh, come on, don't those apples look good? Whew, come on, somebody. How many of you know <laughs> that the apples that are hanging on the branches of this tree are not based on all of the branches doing everything right? All of the branches didn't get together and say, you know, if we will try a little bit harder and we will do a little more stuff and we will do all the right things and we get together and we, we do this and we do that and we do this, then you know what I think will happen? I think that apples will form on us. If we spray the right thing on us, Maybe the apple, come on, if we, if, we, if, we, if, we, if we get around this type of person, if they would just fix their stuff, if they would just get it together to make my life easier, then all of this would happen and do, 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 do. The reason there are so many apples on this tree is based on what's in the ground. It's based on who the branches, what the branches are connected to. The life is in the roots. The apples, check this out. The apples are produced from the roots and the trunk of the tree. And because of what type of tree it is, come on, you're not going to see an apple tree. You wouldn't walk by the tree and be like, hmm, I wonder why that tree doesn't have oranges. That's not its identity. I wonder why that person never, I wonder why that person doesn't, doesn't, they don't, like, they don't do the things that they used to do. It's because there was an identity change. I wonder why they're, I wonder why, I wonder why the, the, the sexual stuff that they were all wrapped up in, like, there's freedom from that, and now, now I see love and joy, and they're telling others about Jesus. It's because there was an identity change. They changed what they were connected to. The fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to produce in you and for it to come out of you, is all based on identity. You were never intended to produce the fruit. The fruit is produced by the Holy Spirit. You just have to be, you just have to lean in and allow. You have to be connected. When you're connected and you lean in and allow, this will come out of you. This will come out of you. When you notice these things not coming out of you, it might be a moment to take self-inventory. What is going on in my life? Like, am I not leaning? Chances are you're not leaning into the Holy Spirit like you were at once. And so the fruit is not coming out of you. It's, 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 it's still in there. But now you're striving. Now you're doing. Now, now there are works that are coming out. A Christian doesn't have to strive to produce the fruit of the Spirit. A Christian produces this fruit because of his or her, or her identity in Christ and the Holy Spirit within them. So fruit is based on identity. Here's point number two. This is the reason why I only have two points today, right? Because we spent a lot of time on point number one. Here's point number two. Fruit is intended to benefit others. You ever been around somebody that the fruit of the Spirit was just coming out of them? Isn't that a person that you want to be around? You're like, wow, can I get a little bit of whatever you have <laughs> like coming out of you? You just walk through that situation and there's so much peace and you were patient and and, and and you like you still love the people around you. Yeah, it's because I'm leaning into who I am in Christ. It's because I'm leaning into the Holy Spirit who produces the fruit in my life and out of me. And that fruit is intended to benefit others. 
that second list of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of these things that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives are for the benefit of those around us. They benefit other believers, but check this out. Isn't it true that they even would benefit people that aren't believers? If you have love and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control and all of these things coming out of you that the Holy Spirit is producing in your life and it's just flowing out of you, come on, it's that living water that's just flowing out of you onto other people around you, couldn't that even be a testimony? Couldn't that even be a way that somebody may come to Christ? It's to benefit the church and it's to benefit your brothers and sisters in Christ, but I believe it even benefits those around you at your workplace that don't know Jesus. Because you're leaning into the Holy Spirit and he's producing these things in you and they're coming out of you. And so what is the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit when we lean into him? And I'll go through these pretty quickly, but I want to kind of give a, I was studying on this and I looked up some things on this and just kind of the best really simple explanation or definition, if I can say it that way, of each one of these things and maybe what this would look like as the Holy Spirit produces it and what it would look like coming out of your life. And so these are just a few brief explanations. Here's the first one. Let's talk about love. Love is to seek another person's good, especially when that person can do nothing for you in return. So the fruit of love that the Holy Spirit wants to produce in you looks like seeking another person's good, especially when that person can do nothing for you in return. When that person can do something for you in return and you're doing it to get something in return, that's a work. That's not fruit. The fruit tree doesn't stand there and allow me to come by and pick that apple and start eating on that apple and then expect, like, were you going to put something back? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm preaching now. <laughs> it doesn't holler at you as you walk by like, hey, you just took something. Produced out of me. What you going to give me in return? <laughs> That's not how it works. It's for the benefit of those around us. And to love means that I'm going to seek another person's good, especially when that person can do nothing for me in return. I know you can't do a thing for me, but because I'm leaning into the Holy Spirit, it's just gonna, I'm just going to love you. I'm going I'm to seek what's best for you. I'm going to help you any way that I can, and I'm not expecting anything in return. Let's talk about joy. Joy is the settled celebration of the soul within us, even when circumstances don't make us happy. I'm going to say that again. It is the settled. Anybody feel unsettled? Joy is the settled celebration of the soul within us. In other words, your soul is celebrating and has joy even when circumstances don't make you happy. When you lean into the Holy Spirit, joy is not based on what's going on around you. Joy is not based on your relationships. Joy is not based on the political situation. Joy is not based on, on anything outside of you. It is based on what the Holy Spirit is producing inside of you. And on the inside, no matter what my circumstances, I'm settled and I'm in celebration and I just have joy on the inside of me no matter what's going on around me. I just have joy. Peace. Peace is the result of striving turning into harmony. With the Holy Spirit. Whew. Come on, I feel like the Lord is trying to teach me something right now. Peace is when you're striving to make something happen 
to fix somebody else, to fix the situation, goes from striving into I am leaning into the Holy Spirit and now I'm in harmony with the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is doing and I am trusting Him. I'm not trying to change everything. I'm not trying to be in control of everything. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to find peace in things. No, it's something that's on the inside of me that, that I am. The striving that once was there has now turned into harmony with what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of me. And because it's harmony, I just have peace. I'm at peace in every situation. No matter what's going on in my life, I just have peace that I cannot explain. The next one is patience. Patience is simply this, to be long-suffering instead of (laughs) short-tempered. Some translations even translate this word as long-suffering. They don't even say patience. When it gets to, when it, and let's think about the word long-suffering. To be patient. Some of us don't pray for patience because we know if we pray for patience, the Lord's going to give us an opportunity to practice it. (laughs) So we're like, well, I'm not going (laughs) to, Lord, I kind of want patience, but, mm, you know. Can you just give it to me and may not have to exercise, you know, this fruit coming out of me that's not seeking anything in return, but that's just patient, long suffering. Somebody say long. (laughs) Need to put like five O's in there. Long suffering. (laughs) It's long. Listen, it's two words that we don't even like. Long Come on, we get in the drive through line at McDonald's. We're like, why is this line so long? Why am I having to wait so long? Why is this taking so long? I don't, we don't even like this word long. Long suffering. Who likes suffering? In other words, to be patient, the Holy Spirit is going to give you the ability and He's going to produce this fruit inside of you that is long suffering. In other words, I can suffer. For a long time. I can endure for a long time. I can be patient for a long time. How in the world are you so patient in that situation? How are you so long suffering? How are you suffering so well? It's because I have leaned into and I am allowing the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit in me. Why would the Holy Spirit, why why would we need this fruit? Why would the Holy Spirit produce these things? Could it be that you would need it? Could it be that as you go through life, you're going to make the wrong decisions and you're going to go down the wrong paths if you're not allowing the fruit of the Holy Spirit to be what leads you and what comes out of you in every situation? Long-suffering instead of (laughs) short-tempered. Anybody know somebody that's short-tempered? Don't nudge your neighbor. And you're like, you don't have the fruit. <laughs> you need to allow, listen, it's, listen, it's, it's an identity change. It's not leaning into you because you is short-tempered. Can we say it that way? I know that's not proper English. You is short-tempered. The Holy Spirit is long-suffering. The fruit that he wants to produce in your life is patience. Here's the next one. It's kindness. And it's simply this. I, I love this. It's just very simple. Helping rather than hurting. What the fruit that the Holy Spirit is producing out of you is that you will be helpful instead of hurtful. That when you lean into and you allow the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit in you, you will help others and not hurt others. You won't have to strive 
to help others and not hurt others? If you are having to strive to help others and, and not hurt others, could it be that you're leaning into your own strength and your own ability instead of the Holy Spirit who is already producing? Like this is already available to you. When you gave your life to Jesus, this is already available to you. That I have the ability to be kind. The next one is goodness. Goodness. And this one's a little more complicated as I was kind of piecing things together. But it's virtuous acts and attitudes that advance the kingdom of God and benefit others. It's, it's, it's this, this picture of the Holy Spirit producing this out of me that, that what I am doing is good. That what I have to offer is good. That my attitude is good. That my actions are good. That the things that are coming out of me are furthering the kingdom of God. It's goodness that is coming out of me. The next one is faithfulness. Constancy. Perseverance. Another word that we don't like. And dependability. What what does it mean for the Holy Spirit to produce faithfulness? It means that you're constant. You have perseverance. I'm going to be faithful. He's producing faithfulness in me, so I'm going to remain faithful. There's nothing that you can do that's going to take away my faithful. Because this is who I am. This is, this is what is produced on the inside of me and dependability. The next one is gentleness. Gentleness is simply tenderness in submission to God. Listen. When you lean into the Holy Spirit and allow Him, allow, allow, allow Him to produce this fruit in you, gentleness is one of the things that comes out. That I am tender in submission to God. I am tender in my response. I am tender in my actions. I am t- like I am gentle. When when I am when I am correcting somebody, I am gentle. I am tender because I have this fruit produced inside of me the holy spirit is producing this fruit and it's coming out of my life and then the last one is self-control i love this it's saying no to sin and yes to god in the midst of temptation what does it mean for the holy spirit to produce self-control it means that i have the ability to say no to sin and yes to god in the midst of temptation well i just keep giving in if you're leaning into the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is producing the fruit that he, is, that he is desiring to produce in you, you have the ability to say no to sin and yes to God in the midst of temptation. Not because of anything you can do, but because of who's in you. Because he's producing these things and they are coming out of you. I'll go ahead and bring the worship team back up this morning. Listen, the works of the flesh that are mentioned in verses 19 through 21 cause destruction. If we were to go back to Galatians 5, 19 through 21, the works of the flesh are sexual immorality, outbursts of anger, all of these things, they are things that destroy. When you are living in the flesh and walking according to the flesh and you are not leaning into the Holy Spirit or you are striving, probably what's going to come out of you are going to be things that you don't want to, but they will destroy relationships. They will destroy you. They will destroy the people around you. They will destroy your witness. They will destroy all of these things because you're leaning into you. 
But when you lean into the Holy Spirit and you allow him to produce the fruit, the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit in our lives, it provides every bit of it, benefits other people, benefits you, and produces life. Self-control, life. Love, life. Joy, life. Peace, life. Gentleness, life. Every bit of it is life. It's life inside of you. It's life to the people around you. This is what the Holy Spirit produces in you when when we allow Him to produce it. When we stop striving and we realize who we are. And that's not a prideful statement. But if you knew, come on, like I even think about, (laughs) I even think about in the Bible where it says that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. Do you not think that the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead that is living on the inside of you can produce love and joy and peace and pain in any circumstance, in any situation, even if you are so far in that you feel dead, come on, the, the, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead can raise you from the dead. It's an identity shift. I'm no longer relying on me or leaning into me. I'm leaning into the Holy Spirit who is inside of me. Will you stand today? Listen, you don't have to strive for these things. You just need to lean into the Holy Spirit inside of you and walk or live your life according to the new nature that you were given when you gave your life to Jesus. This is what the Holy Spirit produces. You're not the producer. He's the producer. He's the producer. It requires dependency on Him. It requires leaning into Him. It requires finding your identity in Him. Amen? And here are two questions before we sing today that I want to give you to think about this week as you go about your week. Here's number one. Am I trying to produce fruit in my life in my own strength? Or am I leaning into the Holy Spirit who is the producer? Here's question number two. Is my life a benefit to others because I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to produce His fruit in me? Am I leaning into me or am I leaning into the Holy Spirit? And when I think about my life, I think about the people around me, I think about my relationships. Is it proof that I'm leaning into the Holy Spirit based on how my life is benefiting those around me. That love comes out of me and it benefits those around me. Joy comes out of me and it benefits those around me. Self-control comes out of me and it benefits those around me. Amen? Will you bow your heads and close your eyes today? I'll go ahead and bring the prayer team down. And I just want you to ask today, just ask the Holy Spirit what He is speaking to you through this message. Come on, just say, I heard a pastor say it this way and I just love it every single time. Just ask the Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me through this message? We're gonna sing this last song and I encourage you as we sing this last song, as we worship together, that you would even in this moment, that you would begin to ask yourself those questions, that you would begin to lean into what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through what you've just heard, that you would begin to take inventory Does my life benefit others? Am I leaning into the Holy Spirit and the fruit that He wants to produce in my life?
Amen. So God, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for speaking to us and Holy Spirit, as we sing this song, I pray that you would draw every person today who needs prayer for anything in their life. In Jesus' name, amen.